You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for the uh, the, 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 the pre-rugby league beginning for 2020 podcast, Eddie. Now, is the podcast going to be all about rugby league? Absolutely not. But is this the podcast that forebodes the beginning of God's winter game? Yes, it is. Forebodes, is that the right word? Forebodes, I believe. Forebodes, potentially. Do your own research. But I know that foreboding is like leading to. Okay. I always thought foreboding was like, had negative connotations. Well, as in it was like a sort of foreboding as in... I think foreboding might mean like... Uh, I don't. It's, it's. I don't know if it's necessarily negative. As I grab my phone to try and justify the terms, uh, the words that I use in the very early. Not a great start either way you look at it, because we're having a Google within the first thirty seconds. But foreboding. <laughs> my phone's not working either. Horrible start. We can just put this in elsewhere, mate. No, no, no. We'll keep it. Fuck this. Fuck the pun of the dribbler. You're right, Eddie. Here we go, punters, dribblers. A feeling that something bad will happen. Fearful apprehension. Yes. So not for... This no, no, no. The podcast no. isn't for both. Yeah, and look, I felt, I felt... Look, I could have in the early going let that slide. But you know what? But that would have set us up poorly for the rest of... Potentially for the rest right. of the rugby league season. <laughs> that we don't want that. Because we know... It's not foreboding. No, but we know how influential we can be. Yes. And if we were to forebode this early, it could have dramatic and far-reaching consequences for the rest of the season. Tom, I believe I got that mic the other day. It's awful. (laughs) Uh, But hang in there, son. No, no, no. Look, that's all right. So, look, shocking start to the podcast. No, not shocking. Not shocking. Less than ideal. Let's yeah. not be negative no. for the sake of being negative. No, no, no. A less than ideal start to the podcast and subsequently thrown in with the fact that my mic has gone limp as fuck. Uh, it's going to be a... It's it's, it's not the st- ideal start. No, it's not. But, but that's all right. But you know what? It's not about how you start to say finish. Welcome to the podcast, punters, dribblers. I don't know if you're still with us. I hope you are. Foreboding not a positive word <laughs> to be using when talking about rugby league on our doorstep. Lot coming up on the show, obviously. Women the world over doing great things in sport, Eddie. Great things. Um, in, no, just in life, not just in not just sport, in sport, in life. In life, obviously. But, but this is a sports podcast. So it would be weird if we were to start talking about Nobel Prize winning, you know, female scientists and things of that sure. nature. Not that we won't one day to the scientists out there. Don't want to forebode negative. <laughs> Look, a lot of good sporting stuff happened over the weekend. Women were killing it. Sunday was big, International Women's Day, and they lit it up. They lit it up. From top to bottom. Birds lighting it up. Oh, they've lit it up. Lit it up. Now... That's not a word either. (laughs) Shit. And here we are. Yet here we are. Yet here we are. Punish dribblers. We're at the top of the heap. Uh, Obviously, we've had an off start, but that means that we'll have a strong finish. I think that rugby league on the doorstep means that rugby league's on the mind. Yes. When rugby league's on the mind, it can uh, slip the tongue. Yes, we can we can loosen a little bit, <laughs> much like this microphone, which continues to plague my life. Uh, but before we get into any of the sport, Eddie, 
I yeah. think it's important to just sort of catch up. You know, we didn't really see each other uh, on the weekend. We did catch up Friday recording a podcast, which will be out later in the week with Bloke in a Bar's Dan and Kemp, now friend of the show. Ripper. Absolute ripper. Great bloke. Uh, but um, Friday, Punisher. Friday, you had your end of season Slippery Bucks Awards well, you, night. Yeah. Well, look, you dropped me home, which was gracious. Well, I didn't drop you home. I dropped you at the awards night. When I say home, I mean at the awards night. Yes. Uh, which was gracious. Uh, you looked a little defeated as you sort of drove the extra 100 metres to your house. Yes. Uh, well, I tell, probably... you, I tell you what, fatherhood is, in the, in the early goings, is a lot of little moments of defeat <laughs> in terms of the social aspect. Yeah. Got a yeah. lot of friends going away for a huge golf weekend this weekend. Yes, you do. I didn't even entertain the possibility of going, such as, you know, it's your responsibilities as a man, as a father. Mm. But I feel like now I'm just starting to rant about my sort of the anxieties around my lack of social life when really I believe we were talking about your awards show. Awards <laughs> night. Well, I wanted to put that in there because that was the last memory I had of you yeah. looking defeated. Yeah. Oh, I could barely make Looking sad. Yeah. Looking tired. Yeah. Looking like you wanted to come out of a scoop. Yes. So went down to the South Bond RSL. Um, great part of the world. Look, great part of the world. Had a quick feed, caught up with the boys. They'd been there all afternoon, so well lubricated. Uh, and then, but, you know, there was 12 of us, 15 of us, and it started to get a bit loud. Yeah, I bet. Especially and it can be there. family vibe down there in, much the, so. in the afternoon. And so. none of you guys like to lose an argument or a discussion or a conversation. So it becomes like it becomes like parliament almost. Yeah, look, you could say it becomes like parliament. It, or, or the other way of looking at it would be just... Some some young men enjoying each other's company. Oh, 100%. Enjoying the life that they're living yes. and enjoying a nice ice cold beer. And debate. Rigorous yeah. But debate. also, yes, rigorous. It doesn't need to be debate, though, Tom. No, that's true. It could just be rigorous, passionate well, conversation. You're right. Uh, okay. Discourse. Discourse. So vigorous, passionate discourse. So obviously when you get well lubricated, the more rigorous the conversation, the more rigorous the debate. Vigorous. Rigorous. Rigorous, well, rigorous is tiring. Yeah, it can get tiring. <laughs> it can get tiring. <laughs> it can get tiring. Yeah. And then you just start to see looks. Yeah. Looks from afar mm -hmm. or near. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't think they're... <laughs> they're, they're people are, have got no problems to letting you A look's know. a look. Yeah. A look's a look. The nearer a look, the more uh, confronting it may Well, be. yeah, if you're prepared to give someone a look in your close quarters, mm. it's like you guys need to fuck So, look, off. we started to give each other looks like, okay, maybe it's time for us to remove ourselves. Uh, Oliver Archibald, friend of the show, put his hand up uh, for us to go back to his auntie and uncles. If they're listening, we were very well behaved. Okay, good. I doubt it, but yeah, you can never be too sure when you're talking. No, no, no. And it's also just, you know, thank them for their hospitality. Thank I, you very I much. assume they weren't there. Look, so we got out of there. We went and nicked up, uh, picked up some piss and just and got really worked into it. Uh, Did you win any awards? There what was this award. It night? was Punters Dribblers and Award Night. And I found by about 3 a.m., Looking around the room, I'd remembered that there had been no awards given. Okay. So we'd forgotten the awards? <laughs> well, the awards had been forgotten in their entirety. And then I felt the need to make an impromptu speech. Yes. Uh, handy out MVP to Jeff Raymond. Jack, well. So Jack won it. Jack got MVP. Was yeah. it only the MVP awards night or was it like. No, we usually do a variety of words. We do like players, player, we do MVP, we do yeah. uh, most improved, shit like that, right? Now, I don't want to throw stones. And people it. vote. Oh, there is a voting system. Yeah, yeah. Right. You just but got we vote two, on the night. You just got two gaps. We just didn't do it. 
Right, okay. Now, I don't want to throw stones at a very dear friend of yours and mine, Jack Freeman. MVP, again, I didn't see many of the Slippery Bucks games. obviously heard about him, but I thought Jack was injured for a lot of this. No, no, no. How did he miss a game or two? Oh, yeah, okay. right at the back end. So he was actually deserving? Oh, yeah. So is he a good, a good little player? Great player. Oh, okay. Great player. Really turned it up, Jack. Quick. Competitor. Got a body on him. Got a body, uh, and I don't think Jack will mind me saying this, always ripped. Yeah, always. No matter what he eats or drinks. Right. So he's got and a I used to live with him, and I'm like, you motherfucker never work out. Does Ever. It? Not really. Not to be, like, ripped. Or, or is he one of those people that does it? Like, you don't work out, right? No. And you look I, horrendous. I look I look as though I don't work out. Yeah, you look like... I was actually going to say, well, not to completely get off me and my physique, which, you know, I'm more than happy to discuss, <laughs> but you... Your chest looking like you may have been doing some push-ups. Yeah, I've been working. You've out. been you've been working. Yeah, because I've noticed the chest sort of like thickening as it sort of gets a little higher. Like that's you're, good. You're growing into it a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, that's nice. Arms maybe not so much. That's okay. Well, they've never been big. They've never been huge. No, but the chest getting there. Well, I mean, you know, it, I've noticed it. So you like it must be saying? doing something. Okay, thank yeah. you, mate. I appreciate that. Have you let the hair grow, or are you still shaving your chest? No, I've never shaved my chest. Well, okay, well, we, no one believes that. You certainly shave your neck. Well, I'm not going to have a fucking all the way up to my fucking beard. Why not, I? mate? No, no, that's dirty. <laughs> and you know it is. And the punter and the dribbler know that too. So, yeah. come on. Uh, back to Jack. Jack's phenomenal. Uh, Jack played a fucking the, the hell of a season. So I gave him the award. Was everyone present while I gave it to him at three in the morning? No, they weren't. Some had left. But I feel like I have the ability to speak on behalf of the rest of the team because we're we're a team. Are you like we get are you each like other? The club captain? No, I'm not. No, but we get each other. Are you the self-appointed speech maker? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think that's yes, yeah. which carries great weight. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen that is what I've seen most of zero footage of games, but I've seen you standing on many a table, giving a Churchillian speech yeah, yeah, yeah. as you rouse a bunch of yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, with exactly, you've seen our past awards nights, so they're not all crap. This one was just well, I mean, odd, odd, different. Anyway, but that's cool. bounced out well and surely on Saturday. So Sunday, I feel I was. I was okay, and now I'm good to go now. Now you're ready to rock. Yeah, I'm that's why you've come in rock. ripping and roaring. Yeah, ripping and, with and a, tearing with a very high chest. Well, yeah, like puffed out, that. and the yeah. muscles are almost going that's all right. up to your shaved that's right. neck. But as we said at the top of the show, you do. Shave yesterday your chest. was no, I don't. Oh, I thought that's what we said at the top of the show. You do shave your chest. No, that's oh, what you said, sorry. and I said no, I don't. No, and then you, you said, oh, you shave your neck, and well, I said I've yes, I do. Seen a shaved chest before, but that's all right. Yeah, years ago, but now no. <laughs> We've all tried it. Yeah, probably. well. Uh, it was International Women's Day yesterday. Yes. Sunday. Shout out to all of the women. So that's Sunday the 8th to the punters and the dribblers living under a rock. Metaphorical or otherwise. That's right. And what a day it was. It was a wonderful day. One for of the women. great days. A uh, shout out to my girlfriend on International Women's Day yeah. for coming to the RSL with me to watch fights. Think that was a nice touch. That's a very nice touch. What RSL? Mossman. Oh, okay. Lovely. It fucking superb RSL. Just the two of you went along and just... It was me and her for an hour and a half, two hours, and then James Down in front of the show came up, and we enjoyed each other's company. But she was prepared to go one hour. Good for her. Got the cheeseburger. I got a palmy, chips, gravy, schooners. And you enjoyed yourself. And we enjoyed each other's company. So shout out to her, because that's a big lift. There you go. That's, that's one woman doing great <laughs> things in the world, yep. outside of sport, sort of. Mm. Ella, thank you. Thank you, Ella. Now, but more importantly, more importantly, I think it would be un-Australian of us, Tom, not to open with the biggest story in town. Yes, 
Our women. Our girls. Our girls. The nation's girls. The golden girls. The golden girls. Of the cricketing world. Yes. Getting it done in front of 86,000 a shade over. I think you'll find, Tom. Australian record, Eddie, for a women's match. For women's sporting event. No, they just missed out on that. No, in Australia. Oh, yeah, in Australia. Globally, they missed the Yanks. But let's not forget, punters and dribblers and dribblets, that... America, country 350 million. Correct, Ed. Australia's, uh, what, a, a lick 24? over 24 million. Yeah. Call it 24 neat. Let's call it 24 neat. Let's call it 24 neat. Getting 86,000 through the, through the door. Yeah, through percentage the... of, of population Mate, here. Yeah, use the percentages. Use the metrics. Yeah. Use so, means. So averages. We, what, what that says, punters, dribblers, is that the, the girls' 2020 team are real needle movers. And... Needle move they did. Absolutely pumped our Indian counterparts. Uh, Elise Healy, what, like 76? Elisa Healy was in the 60-70-odd. But off like 30 nuts. Yeah, yeah. She got three sixes in a row. She got some... She was hitting sixes like it was going out of fashion. As husband Mitch, who came back... Flew home. Flew home for the event. Mm. Sitting in the stands. Um, But so they put on a great opening... Uh, stand. Stand. And as a 2020 player, 2020 player myself now, I'm aware of great opening stands. Didn't they get like 180? Yeah, they did. Got 183, I of think. Of 20 over. Of 20. That's wild. Uh, and it was, so it was Alyssa Healy and then I think it was Meg Lanning maybe who got 70. If not, it was another one of the of the wonderful uh, T20 squad whose name escapes me. But um, Be that as it may. Be that as it may. That's that's my fault. That's on me. But it was a solid perform, oh, fantastic performance. Then the Indians came out to bat, and they basically just bowled them to death. Got them out for maybe just over a hundred. So it was an absolute pumping mm. by every metric. By every metric, I think Alyssa Healy was quoted, and this was nice, Eddie. This actually, I was reading this today, was that when she was looking out at the crowd and she saw the Mexican wave going around. And she was in the field. So the batting was in the field. Who knows? She was playing the game. That's mm. all that matters. She was on the field. She was on the field playing the game she loves and with the man she loves in the crowd. And in front country, of her country, whom she loves. 86,000, whom she loves. And we love her. And yeah. everyone's loving it, except for the Indians. And there's a Mexican <laughs> wave going around and she's like, a tear comes to her eye, a single tear. And it was like, I never thought I'd get to experience this in my life as a female athlete mm. in this country, in the world. Was the tear bottled by chance? Well, it, you know what? If it wasn't bottled, that's an opportunity missed. Because yes. Because from where I'm sitting, that would look good in a cricket museum. Yes, it would. In the Bradman Museum or yeah. the Brad Woman Museum. Yes, in the Brad Woman Museum. Exactly right. In International it, Women's Day. That's we right. can rename it that. I, I'm, for, for a day, sure. Yeah. Even for the week after their victory. Yeah, let's keep it to a day. It's a, it's a, <laughs> he's a national icon. So is she and so is her tear, but let's keep it in, you know, let's not... But if it wasn't bottled, Tom. Then should have been. Should have been, but also it's kind of poetic that it's just gone. Maybe evaporated. Who anyway, knows? who knows? So I thought that was Maybe cool. Maybe she though. swallowed well, it. Well, she might have. She might have also just like wiped it away, <laughs> as you tend to do. But I thought that was cool. So it's like, you know, she's like, I never thought that I would get this opportunity to experience a 86,000. I, I must say, I must say that I was surprised, Tom, upon doing some of my own research mm-hmm. in preparation for the show. I was surprised to learn this was the first time Australia had hosted the 2020 World Cup. I would have thought a country like Australia, who loves its, who loves its cricket and yeah. is dominant and can turn out big crowds, mm. would have been further up the list. 
Yeah, found very, that interesting. Very found that interesting. Point, very reasonable point. But Eddie. it plays into Alyssa Healy's point of wish I could have. Like I'm surprised that yeah, I got idea. to see this. Yes. Yes. Well, exactly. you might have been able to see it a little earlier if we were we given the, the fucking tournament. But you know, yeah. So I mean, there are many people to blame here. But let's <laughs> maybe focus on not blaming. But a hundred percent, someone intern higher up needs to be shot for that oversight. That's our fifth. 2020 World Cup. I didn't think that 2020s have been going long enough. They're every two years. In, They're every two years. In for, ev- for both male and female? I don't know about the male one. I don't care, frankly. No, neither do I. It's not about the men. <laughs> it's not about the men. We're not even talking the about women's tw- the women. The women's 2020 uh, World Cup is every two years. Okay. Their World Cup, their 50 over is every four. Well, that's appropriate. Which I think is in keeping with tradition. Yes, that is. But fun fact about... Skip Meg Lanning. Love Meg. She has won five T20 World Cups. She's won all five. She's won all five. How many has she been skipped for? Three. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Meg's a doer. She's also, I think, only one (coughs) of three Australian captains, either male or female, to have won a World Cup on home soil. Pup, Meg, and Dior. Because it was a while ago. Like Wally Hammond. Did he play for Australian cricket? And which, what did he win? Sorry, a World Cup in... A world, it's just about winning a World Cup, captaining a World Cup in your home country. Well, when was the, when did we, when was ours before 2000 and we would have, we would have hosted one? Don't know. Alan Border one, he's in India, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that Pup, Meg. And do you know the and, other one? No, Dior. I, don't, I can't remember, I, I don't know his fucking name. Okay. But the only three uh, Australians... Male or female mm. to win. A I read another stat, and don't pull me up on this punters and dribblers. So it's another Dior, but I believe Meg Lanning, the uh, youngest Australian cricketer to score a ton for a country. Really? Yeah, I think she surpassed the great Ricky Ponting. Get out in of age. Town. So she preceded him. Preceded him, but succeeded him. Yes, succeeded. Yes, in by preceding him. That's right. So they're calling for Meg Lanning to be immortalized in bronze. Oh, bronze. I don't Meg. have I don't have a problem the with bronze Meg? Meg. The big Meg. I don't know where Where's Meg's Meg from. from. Yeah, let's look let's that up. Let's find that out cuz I think we need to get the big Meg. I the I, Mega Meg? The Mega Meg. Yep. That's what it is. The Mega Meg. I do like the big Meg though, because so do in, I. It's in oh, she was born the... in Singapore. That's well, boring. that's not gonna work. Meg. She's only twenty-seven. What? Holy shit! Can we get some Meg stats up? Tests batting average twenty-three point one two. Whatever. One day is batting average fifty-two point seven five. Thirteen tons, fourteen fifty. Oh, there you go. That's a stat. Is she test captain as well, Meg? I think she's captain of all formats. Of all formats, I would have thought. She's a Victorian. Well, we she played for the Victorian that. spirit. What else have we got here, mate? Where, where did she grow up? Because Singapore isn't going to cut it, unfortunately, for a big Meg. Now, they Wikipedia's fucked us here, and they haven't given me an, an early life. Oh. Well, see, they should be doing better for the captain of the country. But I'll read out her records and achievements, and we can put the big Meg on ice yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until but punters and dribblers, don't, don't for a th- yeah. don't for a second think that this is over. She's the first female captain to win three women's T Twenty World Cups, 14, 18, 20. That's to captain, and first female player to win five of them. 
It's the most number of centuries in women's one-day internationals in her career. Fastest player, male or female, to score 13 centuries in ODI cricket. Shit. Second fastest batsman to reach 3,000 runs in women's one-day internationals. First Australian male or female to score 2,000 runs in 2020 internationals. Most number of T20 innings played before registering the first dark 61 innings. Shit. Scoring the most runs in WT20 in a single calendar year, 625, and the highest individual score, 133 in women's T20 international. That one that got me, that got led in my won the Belinda Clark medal three times. Oh, there you go. And and that's the, that is the Don Bradman medal. And the wisdom leading woman cricketer in the world, 2015. What the, ICC the, Women's 2020 Cricketer of the Year, 2014. Sorry. The stat that got a little bit of lead in my pencil there was the fastest male or female Australian player to 2,000 T20 runs. Mm. Like, that's a pretty gnarly... That's quick. That's But the male or female, you'd think... That's what I mean. It's crazy. That's very impressive. I'm very impressed. Big Meg on route. Big Meg on route. So they are talking bronzing Meg. They're talking the bronze. Bronzing well, Big Meg. I mean, generally after, you know, gigant gigantic achievements like yeah. this, people like to talk bronze. Well, you don't want to put her... You don't want to make her out of... Balsa would. But when I read that, I was like, okay, I could I could see Meg getting bronzed big. and big. big. Getting big, big and bronzed. bronzed Meg. Yeah. Well, I'd like that. I like that. Where's she from? I don't know. If a punter dribbler or dribblette would like to tell us, then... We'd love to We'd love to build the big Meg. Then Meg. I can get on the blower to the local council and start to move, That's it. move the pieces around. As Minister for Sport, it's the least you could do. <laughs> well, it's I've forgotten, Tom, that I'm Minister for Sport, and <laughs> Minister for Sport has some sway. No, and so. some say. Lots of sway, lots of say uh, on International Women's Day. <laughs> so congratulations to Big Meg. Uh, probably wouldn't ideally want us to refer to her as Big Meg for here on in, but we're just talking about it. No, we're talking about it in the context of, of getting her put in bronze in yes. big format. Yes. Um, but Eddie, I think probably time to move on. Congratulations to our girls, to Australia's girls. To the nation's to girls. To women. Yeah. Probably prefer women again in International Women's Day. I don't know. I think girls is also a lovely term of endearment. But, well, like we, we say our boys all That's the time. It. So it's our girls. Yeah. I don't think, it, I don't think that needed explanation, but in these... In, that, in, in the era of hullabaloo, there, it's often needed. Often you need to clarify everything uh but let's move on fight time fight time so yesterday eddie was ufc 248 promised to be a huge huge couple of fights that you i the punter the dribblet the dribblet international dribblets day were, were absolutely wet for yeah israel adesanya taking on yoel romero for the middleweight world title israel the champion taking on yoel a perennial challenger mm. the uh, undercard fight, the uh, co-main co -main event, was former strawweight women's world champion Joanna Yonjacek mm. against Chinese champion Wang Zhe or Zhang Wei Li. Going to need you to Dior because, believe it or not, punters dribblers, that name is said both ways often and it's hard to wrap your head around. Sure. Anyway, the main card fight sucked dick. Look, mate, it was... Let's let's start with the co-main, right? Because it... I think because it got me so... Up and about. Up and, and about, right? International Women's Day, so, Let's Day. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yes, no doubt. It was a five-round, 25-minute fucking epic. Yeah. Like, it was a war, mate. It was psycho and violent. Oh! It was so violent. Was it violent? They were throwing... 
like everything. They were throwing they, everything. Their, their souls yeah. into it, mate. Yeah. You can, you know, when you can, you're watching someone or an athlete perform, or even, a, and it could be a, a dancer or a or a an perform- opera, yeah. some sort of performance. Yes, you can tell when someone's putting their soul into yes. it. And it was a collision of two proud souls. Yesterday. Two very proud like, souls. Championship oh souls. Oh, my God. Mate, people were like clapping and yeah. yipping and yahooing and yeah. shit at the pub. What's great is when you see all the fighters that come to the events and so they've got like a bay where all the fighters sort of sit. Yeah. And, and try to wink at the camera. Well, and, yeah, know. but also like they all get in fights. Like there was a couple of brawls in the fighters area, yeah. which is always fun. But when all of the fighters are just there at the end of the fight standing up just like holy shit because they all obviously know what it's like to be in there and the the hardships how hard's there everyone's working da, da, da. but just they were everyone was just like oh my god that was mental it's being described as the greatest women's fight ever one of the greatest fights ever mate it's it well it's certainly the best women's fight i've seen oh it's absolutely sure. the best women's it's absolutely the best female fight ever could it was a title fight yeah, as well. It's one of the best title fights ever. It's one of the best fights ever. It was ridiculous. If you want to see what they went through, you can go to our Instagram at Hellasport Podcast. We put up a photo of Joanna Yunjacek before and after. And honestly, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, if you were to see someone's head look like hers, looks after a fight in any other context, you'd be like, did she survive? 100%. You'd go, she's been in an, a gruesome accident. Yeah, something really bad has happened. But also, but in a fight, it's interesting though, with, with a fight, you kind of just, you're like, that yeah. was sick. Even though you're like, oh my God. But as, as the fight went on and her face deteriorated, I started to like find her unrecognizable. Like, I'm like, you can't recognize her. No, if they no. took the fucking names off the screen and you just walked in, you, you go, who's that? Who is that? You'd have no idea. Her head is twice the size, swollen to buggery. Yeah. And what's interesting as well is... Hunchback and Notre Dame vibes. Dude, like, Elephant Man, Megamind. Yeah. Like, yeah. really intense. I didn't know the forehead could do that. Well, it's filling with blood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No? It's swollen and filling with blood. I think it's called a hematoma. Okay. Again, Dior that I'm not a medical... Look, we do have definitely have doctors who listen to the show. Uh, yes, we do. Shout out Charlie Bly, friend of the show, and a doctor, and a punter dribbler with a midnight blue corduroy cap, who I saw yesterday wearing it, by chance. <laughs> Side note. But Charlie could let us know if it's called a hematoma. Anyone else who's a doctor can also do the same. But in terms of International Women's Day, Eddie, that fight was divine. It and was a feather in the cap, mate. Yes, it was. It was a feather in the cap for what was a fucking... Tremendous day for women in sport. Couple of wi- couple of birds beating the shit out of each other, and they showed the men how to fucking do it. Because yes. next we had well, this is uh, Zhang Weili, the Chinese champion, defended her title. Although it was close, it made honestly people. Won. Yeah, and look, you know what? That's fighting. It was a split decision. Yeah. It went either way in a couple of cases. Yeah, someone won. I'm happy with it. I'm whatever. happy with it. Hopefully, you move on. Much. You move on. Now the men hmm. headlined on the day by Romero and Adesanya. Like, this was billed as a fucking epic. And that's what I thought it was going to be. That's why I took myself to the pub. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I cannot wait for this yarn. I 
was briefly entertained by Romero's sort of like weird, like he didn't move, right? He just stood and sort of like shimmy, stood there like this, and then sort of shimmied his body around to follow Adesanya for about the first minute that and a half, two minutes. Me off. Yeah, I know, but I was like, oh, this is funny after 10 seconds. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't fucking funny anymore. No, you know, in like video games, I saw a funny video online last night. I was on Reddit or something, and it was like, but you know, when you're playing a video game, say it's a UFC game, and. Yeah, yeah, you just put the controllers you're down. Just, no, you, you just put the controllers down, or it's like you're just you're pressing buttons to work out what does what. Like they were both just standing away from each other, and then like one of like would do a feet shuffle, and then it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, but they weren't going in, they weren't engaging. Like they that weren't... great boxing da- fight night. Remember your fight night yes, back in I the do. day, I like Xbox and shit. Night. Yeah, 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 like that. Yes, and you just sort of shimmy around. Um, it was a shit show. They, Romero didn't do anything. They threw seven punches combined in the first round. I think it was about the same in the second. I'd like to say, uh, I think Joanna uh, landed, or no, the other girl, Zhang, she landed 150, I think it was. But she strikes. landed. Yeah. Landed. Yeah. Those boys wouldn't have thrown between them 50 strikes in the whole fight. I know. Thrown. Yeah. It was a fucking shit show, yeah. mate. It Snoop was a fast. shit show. All Adesanya did was kick him from distance and then, like, sort of go away. Okay, sweet. But Romero never fucking went after him anyway. No. And, and look, not to get two X's and O's, right? No. Because I don't... I That's don't, not our racket. And I don't care for the X's nor the O's, no. Tom, to be honest, uh-huh. right? Not, no. our, not our caper. Not our caper. You know what pisses me off? And I'm I'm clipping dribblers here. Yeah. Make it known. Yeah. This, is a, this is a clipping this of... This is a dribbler clipping? Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. Those dribblers out there going... Oh, mate, I happen to have loved the fight. Like, fucking, what would you know? Like, fucking saying it was a boring fight. Why don't you get out there? When have you ever fought? Like, you read yeah, the comments like, yeah. you've never fought. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not ah, the point. Bruh, that's not the fucking point, you dumb dribbler. <laughs> it was a boring fucking fight. And if you think that that was interesting, then you're a fucking moron. You're a liar. Or you're a liar. And it's both in yeah. this instant. Yeah. It was dog shit, mate. Dana White... The fucking president or the CEO, whatever he is, told the umpire after the first three rounds, go get those boys to fight. And he literally says before the round, he's like, you boys need to give the judges something to score. You have been been paid to put on a championship bout. Yeah. Now fucking fight. Do it. I've I, I consumed a lot of post fight content, as I always do. That's usually one of the greatest parts of a UFC pay per view is watching all the post fight interviews. Press conferences, all that shit. The general sentiment that I have picked up, because I was also watching the fight at the pub on my phone, um, was that Romero is at fault for this. Like, as in he didn't engage, he didn't come forward and try and fight, considering this is probably going to be his last opportunity at winning the title. It was like, they kind of like, what, you should have done more, bro. And then they were saying that Adesanya, who is proven to have had, they both had good fights in the past, so it's not that, but like, he kind of just said, well, look, man, if he's not going to come forward and try and take the fight to me, I'm just going to pick him apart. And that's what he did. And it was just boring point scoring. Punch here, punch there, chewed his leg up. Yeah, yeah. Look, and and I understand Adesanya is like a great, a great counterattacker, right? Mm. Like great counter striker. Yes. And he was like, I'm not going to fucking get lulled into this false sense of security by Romero. Sweet plan, whatever. My issue does lie with Romero because I'm like, bruh, you're 42. 
possibly older. 43, I think. Well, I don't even... Someone was telling me they don't even know how the fucking old he is. Like, he's... Yes, just, there is. It, a, but, I mean, it, that six anyway, doesn't look too old. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it looks like it's jabbed as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, he's 43, right? This is definitely his last title fight, you would have to think. You would think Like, so. I would be shocked if he got another one off if the back of that shit really show. Knows. But, who, like, let's say that almost certainly not, right? Yeah. Have a crack, mate. Yes. Have a crack. Because mm. you're not going to win on the outside. No. How are you going to win on the outside? The, and and the dribblers who go that and then also but then are just but then inside. also it's like okay if yeah employ that fucking weird shit tactic for the first three rounds okay oh look you didn't you didn't score you didn't win any it, it of those rounds work. so now you have to now you're behind now you have to knock him out so so how are you going to do that on the on the outside it'll make any there. sense no. and then at the end he's yelling at him and shit and then went on this fucking weird rant like that you couldn't understand talking no. absolute nonsense you can't speak english it was well. embarrassing mate yeah, it and it was weird. shit to watch so for the fucking dumb dribblers out there who thought it was entertaining you're fucking full of shit those are the people those those dumb dribblers we're referring to who you have just quite nicely clipped um they're the ones who try too hard to seem like they're in the uh, in the know with MMA. Like, oh yeah, I get it. No, it was a nice technical fight. <laughs> it's like, listen, dude, it's okay for you to think it was shit. You yeah. don't actually, you actually lose credibility by pretending to me that that was interesting. Yeah, you're not getting points no, off no, me, no. bro. It was, uh, I, I awarded no points. points. This isn't a point scoring <laughs> thing and I'm awarding you none because that's a shit take. It wasn't a good fight. It was one where you're sitting there going, okay, what's, what am I even watching? At the end of the fight, we're at the pub and like all the boys are crowded around the phone and I think Streety goes, fuck, I just would have much preferred to have sat around and chatted with everyone here for 25 minutes because then we were all like, oh, fight's over, let's go. I was like, we just wasted 25 minutes of our fucking life. Uh, so I think the sooner we wipe that fight from our collective memories, almost like men in black and just brainwash ourselves, yeah. I think the, the better. Oh, mate, for, for the good of the sport, for yeah. the good of Stylebender, who yeah. I was coming to love, yes. but now have a very bad taste in my mouth. He's left and it's not taste. to I mean, look, maybe it's some he of his fault. It takes two to tango, they were it both does. there. Look, and I'm fortunately for you, I know you're still the champion. I know you busted up his leg, but you've left a, a bad taste in my mouth. Hey, I can't get the taste out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, I can't, mate. And I've, I've brushed my teeth twice. Yep. Twice. And Mr. I had ice Rain. cream. And I had two Tim Tams with milk, which I love. <laughs> and I still taste you. And I don't like it. So You need to change the way you taste, basically. <laughs> and that's not going to be possible until you have another fight. So I believe that... that Go and fight the big, hulking, hot boy. Hot Brazilian, um, <laughs> whose name has just escaped yeah, me. Yeah, it's escaped me as well. I was uh, hoping you'd come over the top. What's fucking name? Oh, God. Uh, Boracina. <laughs> I've got to find it. But basically, he's Ricky Martin on steroids. Now, I'm not saying he's on steroids. What I'm saying is... If you were to give Ricky Martin steroids, Coach, uh, Costa, 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 is he in here? There he is. Look at this thick motherfucker, Paulo Costa. There it is. He is as thick as it gets. He's also cut from granite. Yeah, cut from granite. And looks every bit like Ricky Martin's long lost brother on steroids. Uh, That'll be fun. He'll come forward, not to get X's and O's, but Stylebender, you're going to have to do a lot better because that was Bush League. Yep. And it was awful. Yep. And luckily for me, the women hoisted the trophy. Absolutely. And I felt better about my day. International Women's Day. 
uh, and we are celebrating it. We're celebrating it because it, they were better. Yes, across the board. Yesterday. Well, but also, look, we celebrate women. So we're celebrating International Women's Day. It just so happened that there were women to be celebrated as well on International Women. Women killed it yesterday, mate. Killed it. Like, they turned up for they their day. They killed it. They showed up for their day. Shout out to all the honeys. They showed on up International for their day. Women's Day. Got it yesterday. Get it, girls. Loved it. Loved it. Now Loved we it. should move on. All right, Eddie. So Rugby League Thursday night kicks off Eels versus Bulldogs at, I believe, the steepest stadium in the land. Correct. Bankwest Stadium. 8.05 Thursday. I am, I think I said this in the intro, wet with anticipation. Dripping. Dripping. Um, very excited. There's not a, a lot of rugby league news going on that's re- that seems to be pumping up the season, though. I feel like it's all been very much focused on the ad controversy, which I think the ad dropped maybe five minutes after we finished recording the podcast last week, and so we haven't had our chance to you know, weigh into it unceremoniously like everyone else on the planet. We did, obviously, the NRL leaked their updated version of the ad to us, and we were able to drop that last week. That's but right. we weren't able to really have our say, throw in our two cents. Yeah, look, it, mate, it's a weird one in the sense that I don't... When I watch it, I go, oh, yeah, cool. Nice. Cool. And I then, got, You know, there were a couple of moments where I got a little goosebumpy where I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, sweet. And then that was it. We went home. That was it. I didn't give it another moment's thought. No, no. I, we watched together and then I go, all right. And then that was it. That was all. I was like, and oh, then yeah, cool. New ad. woke the next day to much furor. Hullabaloo, Eddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Era of. So I can't say I was surprised, but I was a little bit because... I thought it was fine. It was just kind of like, listen, I mean, firstly, there are a couple of things. When people, when the dribblers of which need a solid clipping, when they go, you know, they're just like, they're they're losing touch with the fans, man. And like, you know, I'm like, the the fans are checking out of the game. They're losing interest because, you know, it's like, it's like. No, they're not. But but if, 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 if Matt Lodge, you know, uh, breaking into someone's house and threatening to kill a family in New York doesn't get you off the game, but an ad that was showing Latrell Mitchell in an Aboriginal flag, an Aboriginal Latrell Mitchell in an Aboriginal flag, mind you. <laughs> a proud brother. A proud brother. If that's going to turn you off rugby league, then you're a fucking sicko. <laughs> like, you're a f- you've got problems, dude. Yeah. And and the and the whole thing and there have been so many people that have sort of been having their say one way or the other. You know, let's just promote the game. It's the start of the season. It's like, listen, dude, the point of advertising is to reach new markets. New markets. They're not trying to lock you down. No, you already like it. Yeah. You already love that shit. Yeah. They aren't advertising to me. I'm not going, oh, wow, the NRL's inclusive. Oh, these women kissed after State of Origin. I know all that shit. Yeah. But I'm, they're, they're trying to get new people in to go, oh, look, this game is inclusive. It does this. But also, but also here's some rugby league going on. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's still, there's still the shit that you and I love. Yes. Not to say we don't love the other stuff, but like the stuff that... Fucking the dribblers get around the every week. That the, the, yeah. The, the, the died in the wool rugby league. That's band. right. Which is good footy. Yes. And there's shit like that in there. Yes. But they're also promoting, you know, the Aboriginal 
culture and heritage that exists in the game and it's everywhere there's so many legit brothers that play the game and they love it and they're celebrating that and it's great and then you've got proud Latrell who's like 22 draped in the Aboriginal flag looking fucking fantastic absolutely like what's wrong with that? And then there are then these... you've got you know women kissing after the was that the grand the, the, final? The state of origin. One state was in Queensland. One was New South it's, Wales. Look, it's a, it's a dream, mate. It's are poetry. You me? That's amazing. It's lovely. You've got, a, you've got two lovers who yeah. also are lovers of league, but also lovers of each other and their state. But they love it. They love their states. They love the game. They, they love, love each, each other. other. And then after, but they put that love on hold. For the love of the game, for those 80 minutes. Mate versus mate, state versus versus state. state. Lover versus lover. Yeah. We're adding another one. We're adding another one. This is what annoyed me about it, right? A lot of people came out saying, I don't want you to put your political views on me. Now, I ask myself, but this happened, right? Like last year, two women playing for different states in state of origin kissed after the game. That happened. That happened. It's not like we fucking fabricated something or wrote it into the storyline no, of rugby league. Would this be nice? <laughs> no, 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 no. It happened. Yes. And then, oh, what you you have a problem with a proud brother in Latrell wearing the Aboriginal flag? Latrell's not in there because he's Aboriginal. He he's Aboriginal, the, and he's in there. Mate, and he's, it's, like just like he was on the back page of the paper for three months straight during his contract negotiations. Which teams he going to? When's he going? Is yeah. he going? He's the biggest name. If it's because people are interested. Exactly. He's the he's the most he's the biggest indigenous name in the game. He is one of the biggest players in the game. He was the most talked about player in the offseason. And he so happens to be Aboriginal. So in the video, they put him in an Aboriginal flag. And then they're going, well, there are heaps of other uh, countries that weren't represented with a flag. It's like, that's not the point, though. <laughs> that's not what this is. It's just that he is in the ad and he is indigenous. And the indigenous culture is the indigenous culture in this country do you yes. understand so so it makes sense that yeah. you're, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to put a I, Samoan flag <laughs> in there over uh, over fucking one of the players I believe maybe Frizzell don't know if he's Samoan or if he's uh, but you know what I mean like, but, but you and I talked about it when I when we talked on the phone after Hullabaloo was in overdrive oh god and I said would anyone have a problem with Cameron Smith draped in an Australian flag would anyone have a problem with that of course not of course they fucking wouldn't of course they wouldn't, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But, but but also, like, just the mere act of being so upset about that. Like, I was shocked by the outrage. Not, not Like, obviously, what these dribblers were saying was mind-blowing. Carl, who, Stefanovic. who you would, would have thought better of... Said it was divisive, and it's, you and you said it's divisive to to have a problem with it. <laughs> that's to, more. Divisive. That's more divisive. If you just go, oh, Latrell, great, it's he's in the ad, Aboriginal flag. Straight, move the on. fact I just saw it, thought it was good, and and my and then went on to the next scene of the ad. <laughs> like the the people who see that and go like, what? <laughs> What's he doing with that flag on his back? It's like, oh, he's Aboriginal. <laughs> yeah, but why is he? I didn't see Frizzell in a Samoan flag. Yeah, no, I know he was he was running up a hill or something. Yeah. That was it. It was just a it was a decision. And you know what? Next year, Latrell might be running up a hill too. Who, exactly? Who knows? <laughs> Oi, what were those two chicks doing kissing? <laughs> well, that happened in a female Origin match at the end. They were lovers. They played against each other. State versus that happened. Lover versus that lover. wasn't acting. That actually happened, and that's an amazing part of the game because it's showing like an inclusive, forward-thinking game that accepts people of all different. Races, creeds, colours, cultures, sexualities, genders. Do you, do you understand what we're saying? Well, but I don't fucking, I don't, 
I'm not gay. No, I know that you're not gay. You just, where are the big hits? No, we, get, we get the big hits, but you've seen a lot of those. Like, you, you know what the game's about. We're trying to get into a new market. That's what advertising is. Do you understand? Do you, un- do you understand where we're going? With- you don't get it, do you? Okay. Um, what do Look, we do here? What's this new version? Paul Kent fucking says it's stupid. Ah, okay. Shit. Yeah, right. But Paul Kent is looking around uh, the broadcasting world as it were at the moment and i think he wants to sort of solidify himself as having the most outrageous comment in well, the game look i mean because like, no one got more upset than him no he came out there's fucking he came out he high. came look put it this way put it this way when he first saw the ad there is no fucking way that he was as furious as ropeable as he made out he was on no, tv but, but ken he well, was red Kenty, purple i believe kenty is and look, we've spoken about the the rugby league soap opera already. Kenty is a purveyor of hullabaloo. Yes, you know, a fine purveyor. He's a fine purveyor of hullabaloo. Like, and that's he has very good rugby league opinion, and then he also has hullabaloo. Yeah, and he 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 dips his toes into the the pool, the pool of, of hullabaloo. hullabaloo. He does, and there's no doubting that he bathes in he, it. He was he had, took a long hot bath in in, yeah. the, in hullabaloo on this topic specifically. Yes. It was a bit OTT. That's over the top punters dribblers. And look, what what I found surprising as well was then Fox, who I believe Kenty and a few other journos are employed by, came out with their ad which was Jimmy Barnes walking around a dust bowl ANZ. Well, well no, it's SFS. Sorry, SFS which has been smashed down with no rebuild in sight. <laughs> also, just to just to touch on that quickly, what scumbags Lendelise are to go <laughs> Oh, you know how we split up the contract in Fucking first half was demolition, second half build. Yeah, we're not doing the second half now. No, we're just doing the dem- demolition. We just did the demolition because we need more money. Yeah. Well, you could have told us that beforehand. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have got the demo, would we? We wouldn't. We... <laughs> and we now kind of have you over a barrel, so you're probably because now you don't have a stadium, yeah, and you're probably going to pay us more money now. And last time, I I think it got knocked down a year ago. Yeah, it hasn't. It's still dusty. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. And there is not a wink about it in the papers. No, of course not. Oh, yeah. No one's talking about this. Where's our stadium, bro? Yeah. What the fuck? Where the fuck is the stadium, (laughs) mate? What the fuck's going on? We were promised a stadium. No, no. Look, this is for the good of the game, for good of rugby league. It's like, well, no, because now we got to watch it at the fucking SCG. Anyway, that's got us ropeable as well. But yeah, Jimmy Barnes walking Jimmy through, yeah. walking around, and look, I mean, this is nothing on Jimmy. Jimmy's an icon, and we love Jimmy, and we love Jimmy in rugby league. Jimmy's a friend of the show, but don't pretend like that ad was anything special. Like it was him walking around a dust bowl. I don't know why you would have it at the SFS, which is like you're celebrating the. You're celebrating the fact that we don't have a stadium there. Yeah, but you're celebrating the hypocrisy and the the corruption inside New South Wales government. Yes. That's what you're celebrating. That's what you're celebrating there. What were we saying, Eddie? I've got off track and now I'm thinking. Uh, we were saying Fox Sports came in with their own ad. Yeah, and that wasn't good. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm not hullabalooing, bruh, but I mean, it was I act preferred the NRL's one. I thought that the Fox one was like soulless, just you know what? I'm not even going to say soulless. I don't think I didn't think anything of it. After all the hullabaloo, in terms of the one that I that was more emotive and made me feel more, the NRL had it. Mm. There were some cool old highlights, but they didn't. St- I didn't think that stood out as something. Right? It didn't. Go, it was like, oh fuck yeah! Like it was just old highlights of players, which is cool. But I, you see that on every 
regulate that's what, pre-game. That's what it always is. That's what it always is. That's what it's this always was is. nice. Yeah, this, this was, was new. This was a bit sort of like. So for all the fucking people who drink out of the trough of hullabaloo, yeah. like I mean, look, oh, you can do you, bro. You do you. But this is our podcast, and yeah. we'll do us, and we'll do us. And you're you're, you're drinking too much hullabaloo, <laughs> way too much, way bro. Too much. You need to fucking pull yourself out of that yeah. trough. Yeah, this is an intervention. You're a mess. You're drunk on hullabaloo. <laughs> drunk and, on it, mate. You've lost yeah. touch. You've lost touch. And there's, you know what? And yes, we have just spent some time talking about it, but it is so unimportant about this ad, and it's like no, we're, we're just here going, fighting back against hullabaloo. No, no, mate. but everyone's but everyone's going like. There are bigger things in the, you know, there. Are, this is just the tip of the iceberg. When if you see this ad, can you imagine the problems going on in the NRL? You're like, I mean, not really. I can't imagine why this leads to bigger problems. This is an ad promoting the game. Like, can we just maybe focus on the footy? Because it's not that big of a fucking deal. Well, look, what what may have happened, and this is just me shooting from the hip. We do that. Which we do. And we do well. Yeah, we do it well. We do well. Uh, Is that so toey, so rampant are the dribblers for footy and how void largely the off-season has been from narrative for which they can attach themselves to. Sink their teeth into. That this was just toey dribblers at at their wits' ends. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Crawling on their knees towards the start of the season and seeing this and going, fuck yeah, let me have one more crack before we can start talking about how the rest fucked up and all that kind of shit. Let me get some pre-season hullabaloo out of my Like As much as we love the game, right, which we do, that's why we're talking about it, there is so much crap that that it comes out of people's mouths in regards to rugby league. It's got to be number one for shit talking. If you could store the amount of shit on like a hard drive, <laughs> you I wouldn't. There's not enough many, room. There is not enough room in the universe. No, no, mate. Not enough terabytes in mate, all of the think, land. You think Google has big fucking warehouses <laughs> of servers and shit? No, no, no. Nothing could store rugby league dribble. <laughs> Nothing. It can't be captured. It can't, it can't be documented. No. It can't be stored. It's There's too much of it. The technology isn't caught up it's, with rugby it's league not, dribble. We're not there yet. Not until we have yet. quantum computers can we start to store rugby league dribble. Can we start to talk about storing rugby league dribble? Because even then we're not sure whether quantum computers are going to be capable. Look, we it's, don't know. It's such... It's such uh, hot air and like bullshit. It's such crap. But I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. It's the soap opera. It's the soap drama of rugby league. That's why we're here. That's why we turn up. Yeah. Because we're addicted to it. Just like people are addicted to maths and home and away and crap. Neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) Like the footy's good, but the stuff behind it is, make no mistake, Rugby league is the number one soap opera in the in town. In town, no doubt about it. And that's why, even though your Kenties of the world are purveyors of hullabaloo, <laughs> which they are, which they are, it is essential. It's an essential ingredient in the uh, the mystique, the magic. Well, in whatever the the dish that rugby league is, yeah. whatever that dish is, an apple crumble. <laughs> Sure. Whatever the ingredient is, use your own dish of choice. Pick your own dish here, punters, dribblers. BYO um, dish. BYO dish, but hullabaloo, an essential ingredient in the rugby league dish. That's right. So even though there might be uh, opinions you don't like and people saying things that, by all metrics, 
don't make sense and would indicate they're a dribbler and need a good clipping behind the ears. It is an essential ingredient. Enjoy it. Enjoy the dish. It is on our doorstep. The meal is about to be prepared and I can't wait and look, to sit down. Yeah, we're all sitting down together. We're all sitting down together at the same table. Yeah. We're all unbuttoning the top button on the pants. To enjoy a nice meal to together. To enjoy a nice rugby league meal together. And you no know what? The, when the, and you know, but that's the beauty of rugby league as well, Tom, is that the, when the whistle goes at 8.05 on Thursday night out at Bankwest Stadium, steepest stadium in the land, all will be forgotten. That's it. Until something else until comes up. Until the first until the, until the first in-season drama. Yes. Of which there will be. There'll be plenty. And I can't wait for those. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So here we are. For the punters and the dribblers that love to watch good football, right? This is just a public service announcement, a PSA. Yes. A PSA for the P's and D's? A PSA for the P's and D's and D's on this day of days for the dribblers. Uh, Manly takes on Melbourne Storm, one of the great rivalries in rugby league in the modern game, Mm. 4 p.m. at Brookvale Oval. I mean, if you're in the area, if you're in the great city of Sydney, if you're close by and you want to drive into town and just watch good footy the way good footy is supposed to be enjoyed, mm. I'm not fucking, I'm not getting paid for comment here, no. punters, dribblers. I'm just saying, if you love fucking rugby league on yeah. Sunday afternoons, which we all do, absolutely, get down to Brookvale. Like that, I'm just saying. Get like, down to Brookvale. It, like if, you, if you love good footy, HD Light, go and watch HD Light football on the hill. Have a couple of schooners. Go with a mate. Yeah. It's March. Can't wait for the weather to cold. Oh, but just that smell, bro. I can't I'm I can't even tell you how excited I am for that smell when nah. I walk in there and just smell footy again. Yeah. I am fucking stinging. I'm w i am I can't wait for the chill in the air to come and then you got a couple of layers. Well I've your, got a I got a jacket on today. Your face gets a little cold. I I got cold last night sleeping in bed. I got a jack I had a jacket on today and I thought to myself on the way to work today, ooh, is this is this rugby league? Look, are we dribbling? Yes. Yeah, we are. At this point, I think now we should do our very first Hello Sport Checky Bet special. I'll give you a moment. Give you a moment to get your checkbooks oh, yeah, out. Yeah, the checkbooks out. You got one? All got right, your checkbook? that's good. Got your pen? Got your pen? All right. Got your wits? Got your wits about you. So Thursday night, Eddie, we have the Parramatta Eels versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at the steepest stadium in the land, Bank West Stadium. Parramatta, Parramatta will win. Oh, $1.32, they're short. Uh, we've then got... Like Parramatta with the line, punters, dribblers. Yeah. Whatever the line is, take it. All right. Raiders, Gold Coast Titans, GIO Stadium in Canberra. Friday, game one, Raiders. Right. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yeah. or Hines doesn't play. Well, yeah. Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy... They are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets do you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. Well, 
But you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy values. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, bastard. I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Were no, you? we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't, weren't on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. Right, so that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a there. unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Nads. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Partners and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the pun and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests. You're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. It is. North Queensland host at the new stadium. Is it open? Uh, I believe so. Queensland Count Queensland Country Bank Stadium must be. Must be. Brisbane Broncos. It's uh, a tough one. So I would say I'm going to take the Broncos, and I will take the Cowboys. We don't have to agree. No, we don't. Knights host the Warriors. Knights. Knights. South host Cronulla. South. South. Penrith host Roosters. Roosters. Manly host Melbourne. Manly. Manly. This is actually probably our special of the week, I'd say, punters, dribblers. We don't often do it, but I think Manly specials. Oh, listen to me. Listen to me, punters, dribblers. You're getting $2.30. And you tell us we don't give you value. I mean, fuck me dead. That is a no-brainer. And I'm pretty sure Tommy Turbo returning. He does. And Jake Trebojevic maybe even a sniff. Well, we'll see. see. Tommy, though. Tommy's definitely there. St. George hosts Wes. 
This is the the dirty merger cup for round one. No one actually the no dirty one, merger bowl. The dirty merger bowl. No one gives a fuck about these four teams playing each other in one game. Uh, I'm going to say St George only because they're playing in Wollongong, and I'm going to say the Tigers because I like some of their off season signings. There you go, punters, dribblers. You're going to take a couple of me, a couple of Tom, say what you think. It's up to you. It's up to you. But at the end of the day, Play with a straight bat. Are back out. Checky bits are back. Um, Eddie, did you see the video of the uh, the Pommy front rower in Rugby Union, whose name I do not care to remember? <laughs> Who gives a shit yeah. what his name was? Uh, grabbing, for quite some amount of time, a substantial amount of time, a significant amount of time, grabbing the Welsh player's dick and fondling it mercilessly. I did. It was quite a confronting little image to see. And no, you know what? It wasn't confronting. It was just quite a like, oh, it was God, odd. He's really going for it. Well, he, well <laughs> look, it wasn't a little, it wasn't your regulation fondle, fondle, which I think we've all partaken in. Yeah. Uh, well, it, and the, I would say the reason it's not regulation, punishable, is important to know the difference between a regulation fondle and one that isn't regulation, is I think the duration of the fondle. Look, I'll allow one, max two pumps. With a, to a mate. To a mate. A little walking past, there you go. Look, look, yeah, look. It's more of a pat than anything, but like... Look, you can, look, if you're playing a game of footy, I understand it, just a little grab. Yeah. Just a little, just a little once up. Yes. Like... A little... Four, got... So your four fingers, put your palm to the sky and your four fingers and just, just lift them up. Just a little, yeah. Yeah. You basically you take the weight of the yeah, yeah. and weigh them and then release <laughs> and then let them go. Yeah, that's about that's a regulation fondle. Yeah, this seemed like he was almost whisking them. It was, <laughs> it was like there was no necessary like there was there was no uh, there was no uh, look, technique to it. Look, his motives weren't clear, Tom. No. But if the situation were to change, the motives would be clearer. If you know what I mean, it's just because they're on a footy field. Oh, so you're saying this this maybe had some more the the action sexual connotations. Well, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the place in the bedroom. No, it wouldn't be out of place in the bedroom. But I would say, were someone to employ that technique on my genitalia, it didn't look like one that was necessarily going to be fun. It didn't look like <laughs> it was. It didn't look like it was for pleasure. It looked like it was for something though. But it was kind of just a bit all like you know, it was a bit too rough. Look, yeah, okay, fair enough. The back end though. The back end sort of... He finished nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It sort of looked like... It was like he was trying to figure it out. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't sure what he was doing. But also... Maybe it was his first fondle? Well, it could have been. What I thought was interesting... Firstly, uh, there's been a lot of hullabaloo off the back of this fondle. Now, he's... I think he's been suspended for 12 weeks. Can I read something from the paper? Yes. To give context? Yes. So this is what the new... This is what has been written in the newspaper in regards to the fondle gone wrong. Yeah. Fondlegate. Fondlegate. Wales captain Alan Wing Jones, Alan Wing Jones, yeah. has called on World Rugby to review an incident during his side's 33-30 defeat to England on Saturday when opposition prop Joe Marler appeared to grab him around the groin area. Appeared? appeared I, I, think, I think it's What beyond... video were you watching? <laughs> Marler escaped sanction for the first half in incident, but it is likely to be looked at by the match siding commissioner, which could leave Marler in disciplinary trouble. World Rugby's punishment for testicle grabbing or twisting or squeezing... What about fondling? Fondling doesn't rate here. Okay. ...is a ban of at least 12 weeks. 
I've got 138 tests for my country, Jones said. If I react, I get a red card. It's tough, isn't it? Hopefully, World Rugby have a look at it. I don't know why you dropped the 138 test thing in there, bro, but it, that sounded like a... A humble brag. Yeah, yeah, like a very humble brag. Like he, had to, he had to shoehorn that into the fact that he'd been fondled. <laughs> I, look, I'm not Alan Wynn, and I've obviously... We've, we've just sort of detailed quite clearly the, the regulation fondle between two <laughs> friends on a football field. Now, what that other guy did was a little bit intense. Yeah. But I also wonder, like, was it? But I don't think how bad was, was it. How much malice was in it? No, I didn't see malice. It was lighthearted. It was fucking lighthearted. And some people, and again, I feel like this is the over, the over, the the, the those drunk on hullabaloo are calling it sexual assault. Can I say something as well? Alan Jones win. Alan Win Jones. He didn't turn his body away or slap the hand away. He didn't. He just. He didn't do of, anything. He copped. He, he, he copped it. He copped it. He didn't do a fucking thing. He could have quite easily. If I'm fondling you, just just move your. Just I'd move. go, oi, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, swap oi, my hand away. Yeah, oi, exactly. get out of here. Yeah, oi, you know that come sound. Come on, come at me. Exactly. Hey, get it's out not hard. Or you just twist your body away or turn your whole yeah. body. And look, no, you, yes, Alan Wynn Jones, if you put one on his chin. But when, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. And also, like, I just think it was. Mate, I, like, let's be honest. We've all grabbed tackle before, and I've never been punched in the face for no. it. No. Because it's not necessary. Now listen, maybe those two had bad blood and were one of Alan's friends who was tackle grabbing that maybe he would have been more happy to handle it. Also, the score line sounded like they were getting pumped, so maybe that had 33 30. 30. Oh, 33 30. It was tight. Okay, well then there you go. Mate, I don't get it. I think I think Alan, Alan Jones win has beaten this I up. I think th- I think 12 weeks is a bit stiff as well, and I don't say stiff I, look, intentionally. I, I don't think you'll get the 12. I don't think because you'll get it the full wasn't talk. malicious testicular this wasn't, this, roughhousery. This, no, this wasn't roughhousery. He hasn't. He's not ripping the sack off the bloody. You know what I mean? No. Like, this was. This was a little bit. This of, is a fondle gone wrong. Yeah. 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 A, uh, and again, maybe a, fo- a first time fondle for. Maybe a first time fondle. Heard about it. Read about it. Tried to do it. Couldn't get it done. Fucked up. I'm sorry, but don't. Don't kick me. Don't rub me out of the game. No, I think that's wrong. 12 weeks is far too long. Yeah. And let's not go too hard on the sexual assault coin because I feel like that takes away from legitimate sexual assault. Mate, f- sexual assault. Corbin, I mean, Corbin. If seems, Alan Wynne-Jones didn't like it, he could have whacked his hand away. He could have very... And Alan Wynne-Jones is 6'5". Yeah, huge. Who's played apparently 138, 138 tests, if you believe him. I don't know how many won, but it was like... <laughs> Yeah, remember Corbin Sims grabbing Willie Mason's dick in rugby league back yeah. in the day when well, he loved was it. playing for Manly, Corbin for Newcastle, and it was celebrated. I'm surprised that wasn't in the highlights, the the new ad. But you know, like, let's cool it. Yeah, I thought it was good for the game. I think so. Well, mate, it was in the paper for once. Punters and dribblers, time for dribbler dribbles. Uh, we were inboxed a week ago by. This is not dribbler dribbles. Oh, I guess it is. Dribble. It is a dribble dribble, yeah. but it's it's a po- it's not a dribble. It's a nice. Yeah, it's got a nice well, touch. It's, yeah, it's got a it's it meaningful. It's a meaningful dribble. Yeah, as opposed to the shit most of you roll out. With yeah, 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 yeah. So look, look, you can take a fucking leaf out of Carter Tuck's book. So he goes, "Hey boys, yes, it's the mummy's boy that gets his prawns peeled for him." Lucky. Yeah. Look, International I mean, Women's Day. Great mums out there. Thanks to mums. all the mums for peeling prawns. Thanks for all the mums and. I will be the first to admit I love when my prawns are peeled for me. Love it. First of all, a quick dribble. I was happy having a beer at the Rabbit Trap Hotel in the middle of nowhere, a couple of hours from Doha, hell of a pub. 
and saw the Dr. Chuck Mundine trying to cure a con- cure coronavirus. Due to having a rugby league skin full, I lost my phone for a couple of weeks and have only found it recently in the middle of the road between Naramayang and Trangi. Fuck knows how it got there. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Thank God for find my phone. However, luckily I had the week of walking around chopping up weeds in the farm, so I had a lot of time to catch up. Listening to one of your podcasts, I learned that you both went to Scott's. I myself went to Scott's, and in this time, Rio Fowler, my housemate's child, passed away, or housemaster's child, passed away with a terminal illness. In his honour, his father, Ryan Fowler, started up a charity called Rio's Legacy. This charity raises money for the development of children's hospices in Australia, as there are only three currently compared to the 54 in the UK big discrepancy mm. i know this is a sporting podcast and totally understand if you don't want to however if i was wondering if you could give the shout out to the charity uh and i'll add some links so you boys can have a look he ran from melbourne to sydney in 2008 and so got 2,000 kilometers through the south of australia in 2019 so punters dribblers rio's legacy uh look it's it's a tough time uh but if you have a spare dime or two shilling even a shilling well look you know it look the summer that we just had, uh, the you know, kind of a summer summer. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of donations were given out for many things. But if you do have a spare shilling, a spare cent. Nickel, dime, whatever. A dollar or two. Head to rioslegacy.org.au. It's a great cause. Uh, Carter, thanks for reaching out, brother. And punters and dribblers, dig deep. Punters Dribble's got some urgent news that Eddie and I need to bring to your attention. Our dear friends at the Batuta Advocate have just released their brand new podcast, Generation Batuta. This is a weekly youth news podcast, mm. okay? Now, it's featuring stories young people care about using hip language in which they're fluent, all right? Very nice to hear. I always like to be spoken to in the language I'm fluent in. That's right. Listen, if people come to me speaking languages in which I'm not fluent... Like Italian? Or French? It's going to make it tough. It makes it tough for me, and it makes it tough for the punter and the dribbler. That's why we speak to them in dribble and yarn. Correct. Otherwise, it'd be like we were talking in tongues. That's right. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's an absolute no-brainer. Generation Batuta, it is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Hear all new episodes of Generation Batuta each week for free, only on Spotify, punters, dribblers. G'day listeners, Louis Burke here with Generation Batuta, the stories that matter to you and the other five members of your share house. Open your ears and blow your minds as our weekly youth program brings you stories about pill testing, climate change and a cheeky story about sex to make sure you listen until the end. I am, you are, we are, Generation Batuta. Generation Batuta. Tune in now on Desert Rock FM or if you don't live in Batuta, listen free only on Spotify. Now let's get to some dribbles. Now, Eddie, this one is fucking long, and I don't know exactly what it is in terms of... Oh, is this the guy who who wrote that fucking ridiculous dribble? Yes. This might be the most ridiculous um, dribble we've ever been given. And it's written, which is always fun. Back yourself. Remember what I tell you? He's called Poke... Poke bowls of Brisbane. So if, if he's running a Poke Bowls place. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah, I would be as well. But it's just called. No, he just reviews Brisbane's best and worst Poke Bowls. <laughs> That's very niche. But, oh my God. Mate, for a man who's got that niche, or man or woman who's got that niche, a. Uh, how many Pokeballs would there be? I don't know, dude. But look, let's get into this one. Hey, lads, got a pretty obscure one that may be worth entertaining, but may also be too abstract for the dribblers at home. 
Assuming you're familiar with the old classic game, Fuck, Marry, Kill, I'd like to propose the following three scenarios. Matt Dunning's drop goal in 2003 when the Tars were in desperate need of a bonus point win. That was A. B's Sam Norton Knight's failed quick tap chip and chase in 2007 after being awarded a penalty at the halfway on the 80-minute minute, minute mark and the subsequent shove from Lottie to Kiri. And then C is Greg Inglis' attempt at drop goal against the Dragons when down by two in the pouring rain. Just to clarify, the question is not which of these three blokes you'd choose to fuck, marry, or kill, but rather which of the which you would choose if all three ultimate bedshits were personified in female male form, whatever tickles your fancy. To further clarify, Jesus, to further clarify, the options are A, Dunning, person of round stature, fat, who has surprising talent you wouldn't expect but can never use at the right time. B, Norton Knight, more athletic but absolute beak on him, is riddled with mediocrity and determined to be a hero. C, Inglis, most naturally gifted, always wet due to rain, has six brain cells or punting problem and had money on the dragons. Not that anyone's interested in my unqualified opinion, but my answer and reasoning is this. A, marry Dunning. B, kill Norton Knight. And C, fuck Inglis. Now, he did write why for all of them. I'm choosing to skip it because it's too long. <laughs> well aware this is probably way too fucking weird to be discussed on the podcast, but I'd be interested to hear your personal opinions. And if for any reason you've both relocated homes to live under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, here are the three videos of scenarios. Now listen, Pokeballs of Brisbane, listen, first thing I'm going to say to you here is that was too long. <laughs> but also, if you felt like it was the right length, then play on, right? Like, Sure, sure. I'm just saying like, you know, you, you could have, that was a very long dribble. Now I appreciate any dribble. That was SA long dribble. That was SA long dribble. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is... You know what I find weirdest about it is how fucking niche it is. Very niche. I tell you what the most niche thing about this is. B. <laughs> B. 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 Who? Has, but is this, a, this is a union dribbler who's thrown rugby league at the end to disguise and, himself. Yes, exactly. He has. This is a union dribbler trying to hide in plain sight yeah. and has <laughs> failed because this is a... And you know what? Judging by the length of the dribble, this it, this could have been a Facebook status. And he put in he put, uh, he put in videos. He put in videos. He put in... I, I guarantee you that's an old Facebook status he's dug that up. That he's dug up. And he's, he's given us A, B, and C. Then he's given us A, B, and C again, qualifying them. And then he's given us his answers... And then he's asked us to clarify, and then he sent through the videos. Now, of listen, A, B, and C. Of A, B, and C. Now, listen, it'd have to be kill. It'd have to be marry. I don't know, dude. Fuck, marry, kill. I'd marry Greg because it's Greg. It's Greg. So I'd, that's a no-brainer. I'd kill Norton Knight. Because being, no one knows. Because no one's a fuck you are, bro. And to the audacity of trying to chip and chase, like you're a gimp, go away. Well, but also, like... you're throwing in a moment that no one remembers, so I'm going to have to kill that moment. But also, I just know in my heart of hearts that Sam Norton Knight trying to do that would be beta. And I can't, I, I can't be you around can't, that you energy. Can't get around that. I can't be around that no. energy, man. And I'd fuck Dunning because Dunning's had a glow up. He's lost a heap of weight. <laughs> Mate, Dunning is one of the great glow ups. One of the great glow ups of all oh, time. I'd let, I'd let Dunning have me for a night. Absolutely. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, no not doubt. A problem. The, the dude's jacked to the tits yeah, these days. That's not a problem. That was easy. That was easy. Long. <laughs> but easy so easy but so but so unnecessarily unnecessarily long, long. Poke, poke balls of Brisbane if your reviews are this long bro shorten them yeah shorten them 
If you're if you're reviewing Pokeballs to that length, should I we need be following Pokeballs of Brisbane? Well, maybe. See I, what his content. I kind of like. well, it's private, so he's kind of going to make me follow. Yeah, yeah follow him. him. Follow. I think we just do it for the sake of. Look, if you want to follow Pokeballs of Sydney or Brisbane rather to hear more dribble like this, then feel free. But if it wasn't your cup of tea, that's don't then don't. But. I'm following him. Well, we've requested it. And he's going to be like, why the fuck are these guys following me back? But it's because this is the most ridiculous dribble I've ever heard in my life. It took it out of me, in fact. I'm a little bit tired from it. Uh, but now it's time for audio dribble. G'day, boys. Uh, Tad here, first time caller and avid listener since uh, the soccer potty. Uh, two dribble points today. Uh, firstly, one of the listeners questioned if the hitman was in fact actually famous, which I also thought to be the case. Um, pardon the pun, but if I took a shot at guessing who it was, I think it may be the great Clancy Oval from the Tudor. Hitman, if you're listening, could you please give me some clarification? Second point, Mitchy Pearce, not a September man according to you fellas. However, a bit of Dior would tell you that in fact he's won the same amount of rings as DCE and has won more final matches than DCE. We'd love to hear your thoughts on both bits of dribble. Be soon. All right, well, thank you. Firstly, uh... I don't know who Hitman is. No, I look, and we know Clancy very well. In we fact, do. we were just on with Clancy and Errol last week. Clancy, uh, actually Eddie's godfather as well. Yes. Um, very good friends with your parents, I believe, Clancy was. Very close. Always at your family barbecues Always. growing up. You've known him since you were a pup. Look, I, I've known him since he was 10 boxing. That's how yeah. we got introduced to him, because you like, meet my godfather, Clancy, right. and then, you know, obviously now we're titans of the media industry alongside them. Uh, so, no, as far as I'm aware, that Hitman... The, Not him. The search continues. No, no, no. Look, Hitman, if you want to reveal yourself, yeah. that's up to you. But from where I'm sitting, he's he's just a dribbler he's without just, a face. He's a faceless dribbler, yeah. but a, but one of the great dribblers. One of the great dribblers. And is called in with a couple of rippers. A couple of rippers. To answer your question, around bra, DCE. around DCE. Now, okay, that's, that's an interesting point. But when you consider that... The Roosters won like four minor premierships with Mitch and would shit the bed in September every time. And mm. it wasn't until they fucked him off in favour of Cooper Cronk before yeah. they won two more premierships. I think you arrive at the same moment of clarity that we all do. Yes. That if DCE was in that team, he'd have more than one ring. Yeah. And a ring that was won by Sonny Bill Williams, not by him. Now, I'm not anti-Mitch. We love no, Mitch. We're not anti-Mitch. But he facts didn't, are facts. But he didn't win that premiership from him in 2013. It was Sonny Bill Williams and the sleeper, David Williams. And James Maloney. And James Maloney. Thank you very much. And then after that, he proceeded to fuck up every When year. you talk about, it's a very good point, when you talk about the minor premierships that Mitch was a part of and the t his team being atop the heat yeah. for the amount of years that he was to not be uh, knocking over a few more rings. And then you're going that uh, that uh, they've won more finals games. He's probably played more finals games. Way more. He's and then played but, more. But also the moment that they get rid of him, they win back to back. Yeah. So it's hard to sort of... But to, like, to your point, yeah, has he won more than DCA? I'm sure he has, but I'm, I guarantee he's played more. Yeah. I guarantee he's played more. Manly missed the finals for a couple of years there. Three or four years, maybe. Dior. Uh, we also just got a, uh, another inbox from Pokeballs of Brisbane. Welcome, boys. Just wanted to clarify that this page is 99% culinary dribble. By no <laughs> means was I pushing for a plug on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Bro. Yeah, I'm sure, bro. With your 11 posts on Pokeballs of Brisbane. <laughs> 11. Dude, the Pokeballs are good. <laughs> Send us some. Anyway, um, 
Look, I hope we answered your question. Yeah, I hope we answered your question. I thought that was a good dribble, though, right? Fucking good dribble. That was dribble. a great dribble. Look, that's the, that's the caliber of dribble we're Because he wasn't for. completely maggot. And no, he but, was, no, but he made great points. Made great points. They were wrong. They were wrong, but, great but they points. were great points. And that's, you know, that's... You've got to be in it to win it. You've got to be in it to win it. And Hitman, if you want to reveal your face sometime down the track, feel free. It's an open forum, but I can tell you right now that it ain't Clance. Uh, hey, boys. Sicky uh, here, just calling up. Um, just been down at the Rissole, demolishing a couple glass sandwiches. Thinking about what was discussed in the podcast this week in the who in Australia could pull off the the Maradona bags on the bench uh, type move. And one one man came to mind. I, I feel like if anyone could pull that off, if he was still with us today, would be Bob Hawke. I feel like Bob Hawke, larrikin of the country, loved by all, young and old, could do no wrong essentially. Um, so just when you were having that uh, that yarn before, all I could think of was Hawkey, sideline of day three of a test match and <clears throat> getting delivered um, some booger sugar, if you will, and just riding the white lightning and, and the Australian public being quite okay with that. I think he is, in my opinion, one of the only people who could uh, pull that manoeuvre off. All right, all from me. Cheers, boys. Be soon. Look. I tell you what, Eddie, I could think of nothing that would dredge up more national pride for me personally than Channel 9 panning to, to Hawkey as he rails fat slugs in, like, the Prime Minister's box. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think that was a fantastic dribble. Could Hawkey get away with it? Yes. Yes. Yes, he could. Especially because he's old as well. It's like fucking Bob. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm talking, like, post Prime Ministership, yeah, Hawkey. old Bob. He couldn't have done that when he was in the top job. No, no, no way. we're talking. Well, no, it's more like Bob Skull and Beers. Like yeah, old on, Bob on death's door, Bob. Yeah, on death's door, Bob. And you just look up and you go, you know, Matt, look, could Johnny Howard get away with it up up there as well? Don't know. Harder well, to say. On John would be close, but I think it's more John, Bob. But John, but I'm saying John would be sitting next to him. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? John would be cutting him up. Yeah. John's cutting him up for Bob. And Bob's there. And I'm only like... saying that because John would be there in the box because they both love cricket. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. But could Hawkey get away? They'd, with it? Look, yes. you know what? They'd put aside their political differences. Yes. To rail slugs for the nation. Yeah. Yeah. And watch good cricket. And watch and good cricket. And then just rivel. The chat they oh, would have. Oh, could you imagine the chat? Dude, it'd be so good. Who would love to be a fly on the wall to listen to Hawkey and Johnny go at it after a couple of big Colombian slugs? <laughs> anyway, great dribble. That was a fucking. We're two from two here, mate. Two from two. Hi boys, it's Neil So from Newcastle again. Um, I rang up last week about the Pepsi and a Pepsi Max debate, and um, you said you're going to post uh, a bit of a poll on the P's and D's Facebook page. Well, I've checked checked the page, and I don't know what the fuck is going on with all this other dribble of all these different other liquids and drinks and that that people all these other dribblers are writing down. It was strictly meant to be between Pepsi and Pepsi Max. Yeah, we all know Coke is better. Than Pepsi or Pepsi Max, but that wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't the debate. Good Sorry, point. I'm losing me losing them my way of thought there. But it was meant to be between Pepsi and Pepsi Max. So um, if we're going to get a fair and um, conclusive vote, that's what we need to do. We need to make a poll strictly between Pepsi and Pepsi Max. But end of the day, Pepsi Max is going to win. So yeah, see you later, boys. See you soon. And Kurt Gidley is the goat. <laughs> 
Now, I'm almost certain that that dribbler, furious as he was on the phone yeah. then, did do his own Pepsi well, versus yeah. Pepsi Max yeah. poll. He got he, upset about it. And he did his own. I and think he that's made Neil So the Novocastrian. Yeah, yeah, and he, he made very strict terms and conditions around the second poll. Yeah. Look, when I made the first poll, I should have been a little bit clearer. Obviously, people started adding in all kinds of rogue shit. Yeah. Coke got the W. Of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. Like, we're not idiots. No. We may be dribblers, some of us punters, but yes. we're not morons, no. right? We know that Coke was always going to get the W. Yeah. Look, Pepsi Max did come second to, to Coke, I'll yes. point out. Absolutely spanked Pepsi. But then when they went one-on-one, -on -one, they went head-to-head. -head. Again, Pepsi, reigns, Pepsi, Pepsi Max, Max reigns, reigns supreme. supreme. It's over. The debate is over. Yeah. It's, it's unequivocal. Pepsi Max gets the W. You were meant to bring me in Pepsi Max and Pepsi this week, actually. We forgot about that. I did. We'll, we'll work on that. Weeks are long, bro. They are, dude. I need to start writing this shit down yeah, my phone. Yeah, a lot's happened. Look, it's over, punters, dribblers. If you weren't in fucking in the poll, means you weren't in punters and dribblers. And, and if you you're not in punters and dribblers, then you're not in the Facebook group taking the world by storm, yeah, Tom. Yeah, you're not in the, the Hallisport community centre. Look, I bet you don't even have a. You wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't have your membership hat. No. You wouldn't have the blue quarterway midnight. But this is the, the this is the, the community centre <coughs> where you know we come for raffles and you know. Think of it as the local PCYC. Yes, that's what it is. Online version. Yes. Where we reminisce about people we've lost, like Les. Les Vale, Les. We miss Les. We talk um, about our favourite dribbles. Favorite we debate dribbles. things vigorously, such as what's bigger, Pepsi, Pepsi Max and Pepsi. Exactly. Favourite rom-coms. We share movies and you know, things. So it's like a book club almost. Yeah. Uh, it's a community, mm. Tom. Mm. It's a club. Yeah. So if you want to get down to your local PCYC and dribble. Your HSPCYC. Yeah. <laughs> get down to your local HSPCYC and enjoy the dribble. Thanks, Neil So. Uh, Kurt Gidley enthusiast. HSPCYC. <laughs> Let's Love move it. on. Yeah, boys, Joe here. Just looking to leave a bit of a Friday lunch dribble. Starting to get pretty geared up for this NRL season. Decided to look up some highlights for Broncos' newest recruit, Brody Croft. And there's nothing on YouTube at all. <laughs> the third suggestion was Jaden Sewer GPS Kirchie highlights. How much do we pay for this bloke? He doesn't even have highlights. He's supposed to be elite? I don't think so. Clearly the man is a throb. <laughs> anyway, just starting to drew down a touch for the NRL season, given that. But see you soon. Up the Broncos. Thanks. <laughs> I love the idea of Joe getting all jacked on a Friday. Like the weekend's coming. He's already excited. And he's like, fuck, man. Footy's back next week. Let me just go sit at my desk and YouTube some Broncos players, like personal highlights. And the disappointment that would come across his face as he's searching for Brody Croft and just nothing. 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 Now, listen, I wouldn't have known that because I'm not really in the business of looking up Brody Croft highlights. But that would be disheartening, I imagine, for a young Broncos fan. Well, it's disheartening for any fan, Tom, to be so high on life on a Friday afternoon mm. when we all are. Yeah. He's had a couple at lunch and he goes to, you know, look up rugby league highlights, which is a staple of the dribbler diet. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm surprised that Brody doesn't have highlights because, like, everyone has highlights. Like, as I said, like, Jaden Sewer has schoolboy highlights. Look, let's just. Let's just do it once and see if Joe was just off his off his. If melon. he was too pissed in the office after lunch, and Brody Croft, Croft highlights. 
Nothing long. Brody Croft was on fire for the storm in at three. No. Brody Croft's fancy footwork, How 20 long? seconds. No. Brody Croft, 30 seconds. No. Okay. 30 seconds. Do you go, go Brody Croft rugby league highlights? Mate, he's not wrong. Oh, well, fuck, Brody. Get your, get your highlights online, bruh. What's going on? Jesus, bruh. I mean, he, in fairness, doesn't fucking, like, not, not a heap come to What memory. does that say about the Broncos' season? Not much. That's why I tip the Cowboys, I believe. Anyway, let's move on. Thank you, Joe. Uh, good luck for the season, pal. Uh, let's hope Brody maybe creates some highlights this year. G'day, Tom and Ed. Fun from Drew. Four quid here. fan number one. Just calling with a couple of quick ones. Uh, a few weeks ago, I remember there was a fella, a dribbler named Spike, called in and told a story about a falling out he had with his mate on Australia Day. And if I remember correctly, the story involved preparing in front of lines at one another. And I'm assuming that there were a shitload of lines. You know, obviously it became upset the line throwing, so there must have been a lot. I've got a little lemon tree in my backyard that's struggling a bit, so if I'm reaching out, if you could get the bloke who's out to her to possibly call in with a little bit of citrus-based uh, gardening, no doubt that would be fantastic. <laughs> if not, no dramas. We're all busy, I understand. Uh, the other one, Tom and Eddie, quick question. If you could pick one current rugby league player to take your mum out on the town for a great night, a night dinner, possibly a show, have her home before 10, um, obviously not having laid a finger on her or anything like that, uh, who would it be? For me, it's Jared Croker, captain of the Canberra Raiders, captain of my soul, probably the most honest footballer um, of this generation at least. Good honest footy player. Um, we'll be curious to know who. We'll start with the date. Let's so take me out for a nice to wine and dine me, yeah, and, 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 and but take hour. me home yeah. before my curfew. Yeah. Jake Trebovich. It's exactly right. And if Jake was for some reason unavailable, Eddie, Tom Trebovich. Yeah. Look, I'm keeping it in the family. And I'm but Jake's both might... of us to be a double date. So. Well, exactly. So it's Jake Tom and, and I, Jake and Tom. Now. If the dribblers out there weren't clear what he was asking for at the, the start. the line was a little bit dodgy, but it was a great dribble, so, so we had to persevere. A couple of weeks ago, someone called in with an apology, or he was... Ex- Somewhat, look, basically, the dribbler hotline <coughs> became a place where dribblers were able to mend broken fences. That's right. We had dribbler A calling up and saying to dribbler B, who I believe was called Spud, can't remember the name of dribbler A, apologised to dribbler A, but said that him and Spud had had a little bit of a falling out, but that everything was good. I want to let you know it's fine. All is forgiven. We can move on. But he didn't really give us much detail. So we said, Dribbler A, can you... No, Dribbler. We needed Spud to call, to call in, in that's right. and give us some detail. Spud called in and said that there was, on an Australia Day, a fight. A out, citrus a fight. A citrus-based fight with limes, pegging limes at one another. And obviously, um, friendships were I think Spud broken. took it too far. Spud might have taken it too far, but... Basically, what I believe the full quid kid who's just called in with this dribble here is saying is that it seems like in that fight, that citrus-based fight, there was a really healthy lime tree at that house. Well, he's well, he's saying he's that, saying in his backyard he has a very unhealthy lemon tree. That's right. And he'd like some citrus-based 
gardening tips from either Spud or any punter and dribbler out there who may have some. I will say this. I think he's made an assumption that there was a lemon tree based on the amount of lemons required for it to go awry. Yes. Now, I think that if you do the math as the full quid kid has, you would deduce that you need many lemons. You need many lemons for before a lemon fight. For a lemon fight. Yes. Then you usually need a tree, yes. right? Now, if the spud or dribble A doesn't have a lemon tree and you just bought a fuckload of them... Maybe they're having coronas. Then we're going to need someone else with lemon-based, citrus-based experience to call in and help out the full quid kid yes. who needs help. He needs help. Now... Also, he lives in Canberra. Might be the right climate Maybe for it. Maybe it's a climate-based thing. I don't know. It's a great point you bring up, though, Eddie, because it could be a climate-based thing. I do remember hearing, and this is obviously, I dior this one before implementing it, but I feel like they say like to piss on a citrus tree, human urine, ammonia, whatever is in it, whatever's in the human piss can help uh, a citrus tree. We need it. We need our citrus. We need a horticulturalist on Pronto. We've had them on before. Yes. Uh, We need citrus base. Look, there's some horticulturists that listen. I know that for a fact. Yes. If you'd like to call the Dribbler hotline, that would be very much appreciated. You might be helping dribblers across this great brown land and indeed overseas. Citrus-based dribblers. Yeah, yeah. And of which there's many. Yeah. Of which there's many. Evidenced by that last dribble. Yeah. We've at least got three. Yeah. Oh, they're out there. They're out there for sure. So, look, again, another good dribble. Full quid kid. Boys are on fire today. They are. And the women, Eddie, International Women's Day. Well, they haven't called in yet. Well, that's my point. That's but hopefully true. they will. All right, punters and dribblers, we move on. Afternoon, boys. Fellow dribblet here. Yes. Your famous cake person. I just want to put something out there that the world is now going to shit because of this whole coronavirus. I just want to hear your opinions about it. To be honest, it's impacting sport around the world. What's going to happen here in Sydney? And everywhere in Australia, I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, and go from there. Cookies and beer soon. Catch you, boys. Bye. Old avocado, Anna. Love avocado. Cupcake Good to hear, hear Driblets calling in. Of course, mate. International Women's Day, Driblets. And I think she sent a second one in, so we might just play both back-to-back before we give our answer. But I appreciate her coming to us on coronavirus because we are... Hey, lads. Let's see you come to. Your cookie maker here again. Um, yeah, going on my previous uh, voicemail, um, I just want to also hear, why the hell did they let it out of China? Can someone explain that to me? Did they not understand that sport is number one in the world? Can you explain that to everyone and how we can fix it and maybe how Hello Sport can fix it? Because this is a joke. Things are going to get cancelled. My Saturdays and Sundays are going to be shit. Means I can't go to the pub and have a beer with my boyfriend. But want to hear your thoughts. Cupcakes and beer soon. Catch ya. Bye. Thank you, Anna. Again, one of the great driblets there. And, you know, you've come to the right place for coronavirus. Look, info. to answer you, the, did, why did they let it out of China? Now, if you, if you've, if you, Managed to watch Four Corners a couple of weeks ago. They they did their utmost to keep it in there. They were welding people into their ha- into their homes. Oh like, my god! Yeah, yeah, like really barbaric fucking communist shit. Literally, <laughs> like welding people inside their homes. They knocked up a field hospital, like a thousand beds, in twelve days. Yeah, like chaos, chaos, organized chaos. Yeah, but it's out, and I think that 
the reality is when you've got a fucking population of how many people live in Wuhan, like 30 million or saying. Yeah. Going to be hard to contain. It's le- There's leaks everywhere. Everywhere. There's leaks everywhere. I will say this, though, on coronavirus. Uh, Tom and I aren't doctors, but we are medically trained. Yes. Now, coronavirus, as far as I know, kills around 3% of the population, right? 3% so of people that have it, right? People that have it. Not everyone's yeah. going to get it. No. And people that get it, 3%. 3%. Now, it... That number jackpots if you go above like 60 or 70 or 80. I think it's above 70 or 80, but it jackpots like 14. Now, if you are an older person with a jeopardized immune system already... Or a respiratory... Or you're like a fucking 40-year smoker and shit... Look, you might be in trouble, and it's it's you need to you need to fucking quarantine yourself. You need to get a, the fuck yes. away from it, right? Yes. But for the young punter and the young dribbler, the healthy among us, very little to worry about. Well, but also like you with what's been quite a surprising thing or frustrating equally <coughs> is the media's very irresponsible documenting of the situation now obviously it's serious obviously we're trying to do everything we can to not get it to keep it out to avoid it whatever but everything you every news bulletin is like one uh, one more person gets it another person gets it and then it's like okay well like yeah i get that we got to count like people who are getting but also give people the, the numbers put a little bit more awareness out there about like listen maybe you don't need to go and buy all the toilet paper because it's not that bad it's not good it's not it's a fucking pandemic but most people are not going to die from this thing hey here's an idea here's an idea when you need toilet paper you go and buy it yeah. let's just keep doing that let's keep doing that instead of buying fucking 50 bloody rolls of it now i don't have it i tell you what's been disappointing do you know what i mean yeah, we've never run out before no so just Chill. It has, it has nothing to do with pooing. <laughs> and also, let's not forget the time-honored tradition of, oh, we're out of toilet paper. Guess I'm having a shower. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're at, if that situation if, if, happens... If it's desperate. If it's desperate times, you poo and you hop in the shower. Mate, I'm not saying it's something you want to be doing regularly, punters, because you probably start your own virus that way. But let's just, let's just keep it in perspective. And also, in the shades of the kind of the summer we just had with bushfires, right? And Australia opened their hearts, the world opened their hearts, and everyone got around the victims and the people who were really affected by the bushfires, animals, people, whatever. Donated heaps of money. You are quickly reminded of how selfish people become when something affects them immediately. And it's kind of terrifying when you think that this virus ain't that bad. And the media is hammering at home. Again, not that good, but it's it's not it's not let's buy all the toilet paper and pasta off the shelves and have uh, and lock myself in my home lock myself and fucking home buy weapons and have and like fat bogans punching on this in isn't, the toilet this isn't, paper. This aisle. isn't this isn't this isn't I am legend. No. Punners dribblers. D- look, it, this is this is a a a flu with a higher than usual death rate. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. The flu Point zero, about 0.1.2% death rate. This, about 2 to 3. Yes. Right? So it's higher, a lot higher, but also this happens all the time. This Swine flu. Guess how many people, guess how many people swine flu killed? <laughs> like 350,000. Really? My brother and sister and mum got fucking swine flu. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah. That's a story. Well, there you go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... <laughs> 
People forget. That was 2009. Yeah, what about SARS? SARS rolled around for a little while. There's been a few. Ebola was a big, was a big deal. Yeah. Look, Again, we're not saying don't take this shit seriously. We're not Dior doctoring anti-vaxxers. But what we are saying is don't fucking cancel sport and fucking buy all the fucking toilet, toilet paper. paper. People need to shit punters, dribblers. Uh, the other thing is, the other thing as well is, and look, I don't want to sound fucking, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but like from where I'm sitting... It doesn't seem like this can be contained. No, it can't. It's already here, so evidence to, like it's it's not, left Wuhan. It's left Wuhan, and it's fucking in Italy is in lockdown. Yeah. Like fifteen million people can't move from city to city, town to town, yeah. until like the eighth of April yeah. or something ridiculous. Yeah, from where I'm sitting, containing it, it isn't gonna. It's, isn't, no, it's it's it hasn't. No, it's not being contained. No, this thing's traveling. This it's thing's traveling. On the move. People were fucking welded into their homes. <laughs> And it's out. Yeah. So that feels like it was all for nothing. Yeah, and I feel like that. <laughs> let's just also check in and see if they've had those doors open because yeah. it, it can't be contained. <laughs> it's escaped from those homes. Again, serious, but maybe it's about just like trying to stay healthy. And when the thing is like, make sure you wash your hands. Like do all these things that you should be doing anyway around a flu season. But don't, the toilet paper thing is embarrassing. Yeah. Especially yeah. for our nation because I don't think it's happening in other countries. No, it's not. No, it's not. And this isn't this isn't Australian coronavirus. This is global. This is a global coronavirus. This Pandemic. Is a, mate, we're, we've gone worldwide. Like those two big fat Westies fighting <laughs> in the fucking Woolworths over the toilet paper is embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But also, if you are the people buying that toilet paper, you are a piece of shit. No, no, but like if you're you, a shit individual. You, mate, just take what you need, which just, is one Roll one, one thing a bog roll, you'll like, be like, fine. Like what you usually buy, yes, which is what has always served you. That's gonna be fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's gonna be fine, just fine. <laughs> and if you need more, go and get it. Go and get it. And you know what? If there's for some reason you don't want it, buy online. Get it delivered to your house. Get it delivered. And if you're that if you're that wigged out about it, spray it with disinfectant. Right. And there's, up, there's there's things to do. And then if you're that wigged out about it, have shower. a shower. Shower time. And if you get it. Well, fuck. Lay down. Yeah, take it easy. So have it. Yeah, stay at home. Sleep. Stay at home. Uh, Self isolate, mate. Was, that 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 Australian couple that was on the cruise ship. They're like the young couple, admittedly. They got sore throats, and mm. that was it. Missy Higgins of Missy Higgins fame. <laughs> she got it. No, her old man, who's a doctor, he got it, and then went to work and saw like seventy patients over a week, and so he. Then it came out, and then the the like Australian Health or New South Wales Health was like, "This is so irresponsible of him." Da, da, da. He's like, he's like, mate, your guidelines, uh, Australian Health thing, are like, once it gets to this point, then go to a doctor. He's like, I didn't even get close to the symptoms you're talking about. I just didn't feel good when I came back from America. I then started to feel better and checked myself because I thought I just should, and I was like, oh, I got coronavirus. Like maybe change. What are the symptoms you need to be looking for? Because he was like, I fucking didn't even feel anything, and I'm like, he's an older man, and is he is he, is, he, is Missy Higgins old man good? Yeah, uh, Chrissy Higgins, I believe his name is no joke. <laughs> Chrissy Higgins is is okay, I think. Oh, punters, dribblers, look. Anyway, long dribble, long dribble. Do we know what we're talking about? No. Probably are not. We, are, we... Are, are we qualified to be talking on this topic? No. Absolutely not. Should you listen to anything we just said? No. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But put the fucking bog roll back. Put the bog roll back on the shelf. 
One each, you selfish pieces of shit. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for the dribble, Anna. I don't know if that I don't know if that helps. Did that help? I don't know. Dunno. Hard to say. Cakes by Anna Maria, I think. Dior. Dior, but fantastic. Good afternoon, fellow owners and dribblers. I'm down here at Wind Stadium at an absolute spectacular event. Watching KB at his hundred percent. Just scored a try against the Waikato Chiefs. Why size seven, Chief thirteen. What a great, spectacular rugby event. The uh, Ill Warriors put a great performance on beforehand. Anyway, up the size, hundred dribbles for life. Well, look, that's just one of our uh, correspondents, obviously, yeah. at the Waratahs Obviously, game. things went south down there. Yeah. But good, good for him to see KB get a try in the flesh. Yeah, that was nice. And good of the Waratahs to take a game down to, to Wing Stadium. Well, I think it was because of the coronavirus, games got cancelled and moved. Really? I think so, but that could be a Dior punish dribblers. Let's move on. I think it's because they don't have a stadium. Hunters and, dribb- Hunters and dribblers, I'm here at uh, Wing Stadium at another spectacular event. Waratahs in the attacking 22 of the Chiefs, playing hard, hitting up one out. The uh, spectacular has been amazing. Illawarra Rugby putting the performance on beforehand. Uh, and Waratahs about to score a try. It's, it's bloody amazing. Same I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Illawarra Rugby for the win. We're winners. Illawarra Rugby. The winner of the day is Illawarra Rugby. That's what it is. Illawarra Rugby. That's what he keeps mentioning. Illawarra Rugby. Up the Illawarra Up the Illawarra Thanks for the dribble, bro. Thank you for the dribble. Before I forget, shout out to the Lura Butchers for making it to the grand final of their cricket comp. The Lura Butchers. I think that's what it is. Let me just check before I fucking get it wrong. The Lura Butchers Cricket Club wrapped up the minor premiership uh, and they're going into a three-game final series. Up the Butchers. One of the great names. One of the great names. One of the great names. Uh, All right, two more dribbles. Hey, boys. Shane here. Severely bounced out. Waiting on my Uber Eats with a Porto. That's a great dribble. I uh, I like. It. I did see this. Uh, this I saw article. it as well. The only reason I think that it could be possible, and I'm not saying I do think it's possible, but the only way I see it possible is if he's got mandatory fights, Tyson Fury, with his belt. Yeah. But 
But he's fighting Wilder. He's fighting next, Wilder. Well, they're saying for next year, but he's fighting Wilder next, and then he will fight Joshua if he beats Wilder. And then again. he retire. Uh, potentially. Well, that's but, what he's saying. Yeah. There is, is but like, wait, what is what his retirement fight's going to be? Well, fucking... no, but say he fights Joshua, then there's like a rematch or some shit. But like, listen, Fox Sports absolutely has clickbait in there. They are becoming, I feel like. They're becoming a little bit Daily Mail. They're becoming Men's Women's Weekly as well. It's all Men's Women's Weekly. And mate, look, budget cuts means that you replace journos with staff writers. Staff writers. And a lot of it's just crap now. Yeah. It's Daily Mail. Women's men's women's Dude, weekly. The one that was in that someone that is. someone put in the the punters dribblers uh, Facebook page. Uh, yeah, the punter dribbler Facebook page was like that one about the porn star and the soccer player, and it was like, like you know, French porn star comes out and says that uh, Premier League star with 123 million followers and following 43 million people hit on her, and you're like, what the fuck? It's like the, when the staff riders got their hands on that hot uh, golfer. Oh, yeah, Paige Sporanic, yeah. who's been a hot golfer for ages. Yeah, but they posted about it three times yeah. in one week. It's all clickbait, it's all clickbait Daily shit. Mail crap Here's a now. hot golfer with some titties. That's what it is. Said something. Fox Sports is quickly becoming the Daily Mail of the sporting world. Yes. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, so I would take that Jai Opatea Tyson Fury boxing yarn with a very healthy pinch of salt. Punters, dribblers. What happened? Yarn is as such... My friend, as a pub cover friend, watching uh, Yoel Romero and fucking Adesanya have probably the worst title fight in the history of the UFC. There's just two gigantic jack units doing fuck all. Uh, win was given to Adesanya, undeserved. Uh, if anything, Romero should have won it, but they were both losers at the end of the day. Anyway, fight ends and it picks over to. Um, to some ad for the grand final for the women's 2020. Katy Perry is performing, and in the background, there's a bunch of girls dressed as cricket bats, as backup dancers. And the thought came to mind, in what world, in what fucking galaxy, is that something that you'd ever, ever aspire to or even be mildly interested in doing? Imagine that. You've trained your whole life to be a cheerleader or whatever the case may be. You might be doing law at uni and on the side you're doing this as a side hustle and you're dressed as a fucking pink cricket bat dancing behind Katy Perry. I love sport in all forms. Men, women, under eight, netball. I'm all about it. But that, for me, was garbage. There's the young. <laughs> Good dribble. Dude, that was fucking hilarious. He said it all. He said it all. <laughs> he said it all, dude. <laughs> I did see that. That's so funny. Oh, God. That's, I don't know if that even re- requires a response. It that, doesn't. He that says was it brilliant. all. That was fucking funny. That what a show. My, that's one of the funniest dribbles ever. Um, <laughs> Great show. Two hours. Books, two hours. <laughs> Love that. Good luck to our intern who's editing it. I hope you don't shoot yourself. Um, happy birthday to us last week happy birthday to us 200 podcasts in the book said it couldn't be done we now sit at the top of the heap entrenched uh, entrenched in silk sheets 
We put the silk seat sheets on for the 200. For the 200. Um, it was glorious. What a night. What a night. Night of nights. Um, uh, follow the podcast follow the, if you don't already. <laughs> like, subscribe, five stars. Uh, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. If you haven't already, go check out our podcast with uh, uh, you know, our mates, Clancy and Errol, the Batuta Advocate. That's on their podcast channel. Um, thanks for having us on. Shout out again to Clary from North Bondi Motorino for having us on, for, for coming on last week. There is still, I think, a promo code if you go to North Bondi Motorino Social Club to go and buy shit. It's the the promo code's Dribblers. Yep. And then keep your eyes peeled for Denning Kemp, bloke in a bar fame, uh, locker room podcast fame. That'll be coming out later this week, either Thursday or Friday. Uh, but that's it. Goodbye, punters and dribblers. Farewell. Holy shit. Could you two just not talk anymore? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.